0: All right, Romans 12, thank you ladies, Romans chapter number 12 again this evening, and uh, we'll move forward uh, as quickly as we can tonight, and uh, that gives you hope and optimism uh, that uh, we will be brief, and so uh, Romans, cha- there's nothing wrong with being optimistic, um, just just handle your disappointment, okay? Uh <laughs> Uh, Romans chapter number 12, we've spent several weeks uh, in this chapter, and I'm looking forward to the study tonight. Uh, I hope you've allowed th- these Bible studies to be a help to you and an understanding, a little bit more of an understanding uh, of where we belong in the, uh, in the church and what God expects from us. Let's begin reading again in verse number one, uh, just so that we keep everything in context. I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man. The measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Now, tonight we're going to cover verses 6, 7, and 8. Follow along with me. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophesy, uh let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Uh, tonight, I want to uh, teach on the members' gifts. Uh, the members' gifts. If you think back last week, uh, we talked about how the uh, comparison of the church and the body, and how there's many members in the body. And tonight, uh, I want to talk about uh, the gifts, and uh, tongues is not one of them. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll uh, be with the Bible study this evening. May you uh, help us. May the Holy Spirit of God be our instructor, our teacher. Uh, Father, I ask that. Uh, uh, what is said tonight, what is taught from Scripture, uh, will strengthen us as a church. Uh, in order to do that, we must be strengthened individually, and I pray that tonight we'll just grab a hold of the truths of Scripture. May we be reminded of how uh, wonderful of a God we have, how wonderful of a Savior we have. That Not only do we have salvation, but we have the uh, opportunity to serve uh, our wonderful Lord. I pray that you'll bless our time remaining in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, just to refresh our memories uh, from Romans chapter number 12, uh, we know that as a Christian, every Christian is to be surrendered. Uh, verse number 1 instructs us of that. It tells us that every Christian should be surrendered. So that's where you must start. That's where I must start. Before we get any further into this chapter, and we're already into it pretty well, you got to be reminded that we have to start surrendering our life to the Lord. That's where it starts. Then we find that there must be a transformation. That's in verse number two. Uh, we spent a few weeks in verse number two, how there's got to be a transformation. And the way that we're able to be transformed is, first of all, because of salvation. Don't, 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 get, don't be surprised when a lost person acts like a lost person. Don't be surprised when a lost person thinks like a lost person. But that's not the way a Christian should act. That's not the way a Christian should think. Because we are transformed. You're not going to be transformed unless you first surrender. Then we find in verse number 3 that every one of us should be humble. Uh, uh, We all have pride problems. Uh, We are to be humble. Uh, Through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. These are the foundations of chapter number 12, which in many ways is the foundation of our Christian life. Y'all remember these things that we taught in the past? Y'all with me? Okay, Uh, then we saw last week, verse 4 and 5, we talked about the church and how uh, compared to the body, there's many members. Not everybody has the same office. Not everybody has the same responsibility. But we all play a valuable role. Part and how we need to understand that. And our identification is in Christ. So as the church, that's how we identify. Uh, we don't come in on this and this and this and this. No, no we're all of Christ. We're all born again. Uh, we're of, uh, of him. That's our identification. So uh, the role, the part of being a church member I I said this last week I'll say it again leading us into our Bible study this evening Uh, it's important for you and I to surrender it's important for you and I to be transformed matter of fact we're commanded to do so it's important that we're humble and we're part of the church Uh, we should not uh, our goal is to draw closer to Christ be more like him everybody with me everybody agree with that it doesn't matter it's the truth I want to be more like Christ. Why should we be more like Christ? Just so we can walk around on this earth and and look at those that are saved and those that aren't separated so we can feel better about ourselves. No, 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 no. God leaves us here. We're trying to be more like him so that we can serve in the church so we can be part of God's work. Everybody with me so far? Now we get into our text for tonight. Uh, Let me read verse 6 again to you. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. I'm going to take verse number 6, and I'm going to break it down by phrases and by words. And uh, if if you'll stay with me, I'm certain this will be a help as we build on that foundation of uh, the church has many members, Everybody is a part. The church is more than just a pastor. There's more to it than that. Uh, A church needs a pastor, but the church needs every part of the church. Uh, And that's the way God intended it. I like to remind all of us of this, so I'll remind us all one more time. Uh, God calls a pastor to a church. And when a church uh, will vote a pastor in, all they're doing is getting on the same page as God. That, that's really what it is, getting on the same page as God. But you know what? God calls a membership to a church. Uh, if you're a member of this church, God called you here. And let me just interject this too. Make sure it's God telling you where to, to, to go to the next one. Uh, it, it got, God calls us, well, because this is His church. He has a specific work that he wants this church to do that he does not expect from any other church. Now, we all have the same mission, that's to reach souls. There's a specific task he has for this church. Now, let's look at ver- uh, verse number 6. Uh, notice the first three words, having then gifts. Uh, we have gifts. Now, you remember verse 4 and 5, and again, there's other places in Scripture that uh, speak about Gifts and members and that sort of thing. I'm going to stay right in our text this evening, uh, verse four and five. We know there's many members that make up the body. Verse number six says, "Having then gifts, we have gifts. We have gifts because we all have a part to play." Remember last week we talked about the, the gifts that the members are different. Everybody has a different role they play. Remember the illustration I used of, uh, of, of the clarinet and how uh, that, that's the part that we pay attention to. But there's little parts in that that make it, 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 it make music. This, so, so we all have gifts, though. We all have gifts in a role that we are to uh, play. Now, let me, let me just say this. Don't confuse a gift with talent. It's different. If you have talent, you're to use that to honor God. So, well, I don't have the talent. Therefore, no, 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 no. Too many Christians sit and say, "Well, I don't. Well, I'm not talented." So, well, the Scripture says that having been gifts, our talent comes from God, certainly. But wouldn't that be a bummer if you couldn't sing, you couldn't serve God? If you didn't have this other talent, you couldn't serve God. That's not the way God works. We all, now, uh, those that, that God's given more talent than others, then there's a responsibility with that talent, but don't confuse talent with gifts. We all have a part and a role to play. Let me say also, and I'll move very quickly for, through through this point, with having then gifts, all gifts are from God. The church is established by our Lord. We are saved by the grace of God. Uh. The Bible teaches us that the Lord anticipates the time when all of his children are with him. But why doesn't he, once the moment we're saved, just take us home to be with him? Because there's still work that he wants us to do for him. And so the church, which he's established, he is, once we surrender, once we're transformed, uh, we're humble, we understand, we have a part in the church, then we all have gifts that can be used, and those gifts are from God. In a moment, I'm gonna, in a little bit, I'm gonna expound on on those things. Uh, but we need to establish this as a principle: we all have them, and they all came from God. Uh, that goes back to verse number three of us uh, not thinking more highly than we ought to think. Well, I think I ought to be able to, or I don't think I should have to. No, we're part of the work of God. We get to do what God has established for us to do. So we, all, we have these gifts, and they are from God. Uh, then notice the next word, having then gifts. You see it? Differing. Every gift is not the same. Everyone doesn't have the same gift. Uh, sometimes those that might not be saved, those that uh, have never been part of a church like ours, they look at us and say, they're just all the same. But As I look around this room tonight, there is none of us the same. What is our identification, though? It's in Christ. That's the beauty of the church. A saved wealthy man and a, and a saved lost man, they're equal when it comes to the house of God. Let me say that again. A saved wealthy man, a saved lost man, a saved poor man. That's why you look confused. A saved poor man are equal when it comes to the house of God. Uh, that's the church. Because uh, we all identify in Christ. But the Bible says that we have different gifts. Every one is not the same. They're different. So why is that? Why do you make that point? It's kind of like, I read the Bible and says, "Having then gifts differing." Okay, we, it's pretty easy to grasp because it reminds us that everyone can contribute in the church. Everyone, everyone can have a part. Everyone has a role. That's where we go back to. Do we believe verse four and five that there's many members because we all need the members? We all if you if you if you get away from God and fall by fall out of church, you're hurting the body. You're hurting the body because we're all supposed to have a part. And having these different gifts reminds us that everyone can contribute. But it also reminds us that everyone must contribute. That's the way God designed it. The way God designed it is anybody who trusts Christ as their Savior can be part of His church. Isn't that wonderful? It don't matter how you're treated out there when you come into the house of God. Our identity is in in Christ. We fellowship with one another. We find. I mean, take just a moment and look around the room. Go ahead, look around, look around. Look how different everybody is in here. Most of us would have never developed a friendship outside of these walls. Because we don't have those things common. I mean, some of you, your good friend is either a gator or a seminole. If that's not in Christ, I don't know what is. <laughs> Only he could could bridge that gap. But you go outside of Christ... there. Now, there's some, we'd have some things in common, but as a church, there's many of us, we wouldn't have anything in common with, with one another, but what is it that brings us all together? It's because we're all saved, it's because we're all part of his church, it's because we're all serving, we're all in one accord, and we all get to be a part, and that's the way God designed it. He said, once you surrender, you're transformed, and you're humbled, you're part, you, many members, we need many members to be part of the body, and I'm getting gifts that are all different. So everyone can have a part in the work of God. Well, think of, think of what God has done through our church as it reaches around the world. Say who who gets to rejoice in that? All of us do. Why? Because it's many members. But he gives us all different gifts because everyone can contribute. Everyone must contribute. Uh, everyone has at least one most have more than one gift. I'm going to get into the gifts in just a moment. But what is key in this? The key is verse number three. We must humble ourselves because each gift is from God. Let's be honest. It feels good for God to use you. It does. It feels good to meet a need and walk away as God used me to meet that need. That feels good. It feels good to have been praying for another brother or sister in Christ and then hear, get word that God answered that prayer. That feels good. It feels good to, 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 to do uh, things in the work of God. But we must remind ourselves that the gifts we use to do that work for God comes from Him. That's why we cannot glory in the works that we do because the ability, not just the talent, but the ability, the gift comes from Him. The the means through the church to do it comes from Him. That's the key. Uh, So many times we look and we say, Well, if God would just bring us this and this and this and this, God brings exactly to the church, brings exactly who to the church he wants. This church has everything it needs inside these walls. Well, if God would send us a bunch of millionaires, I'd have to run them off. (laughs) Because on day number one, they'd they'd try and control. Well, I'd have to run them off. And then who would get the glory for that? Wow, well, we've all got things we can do. Now, let's look at the different gifts. Now, I've got to move quickly. Scripture gives us to them here in verse number 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy. The gift of prophecy. This is different than the Old Testament gift of prophecy when God would literally whisper it to the ear of the prophet, and the prophet would say, thus saith the Lord. Uh, The gift of prophecy, we still say, thus saith the Lord, but we're saying uh, from the Scripture, this is what God has said. Now, let me give you a a little more detailed definition. It's foretelling the future through the lens of Scripture. Now, there's a lot of, quote, unquote, preachers out there that tell the future, and they didn't get it out of Scripture, but it is declaring the truth and what happens when it is obeyed and rejected. I believe that it is important. A pastor uh, it helps if he has the gift of prophecy. That does not mean, oh, I was up late last night and I saw, the, or, or, or and then during the day I saw this cloud formation and and God came to me in a vision and He told me this and this and this and this. God doesn't work that way. But I do believe God does give some discernment when you can look at the scripture and you can discern the times. You can look at the scripture and you can look at the day and say, this is what God is talking about here. Even simplifying it from there is declaring the truth and what happens when it's obeyed and rejected. Let me give you an example. I'm going to prophesy to you right now. Are you ready? Get your pen out. Get ready for this. I'm fixing to prophesy to you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Did you write that down? Put it on your fortune cookie. Let's let's just get it out there. Give, and it shall be given unto you. You say, well, that's what the Bible says. That's the gift. It's declaring the truth. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And sadly, there's a lot of Christians that make a profit out of the pastor because he says if you go that road, if you ignore this scripture, this is what's going to happen. And then the rebel inside of them just wells up and says, how, did, how does he think he knows? He doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. Oh, if you have the gift of prophecy you do, you can open the Bible and say, oh, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. It's a gift. Um. I'll move on. Look at verse number 7. Or ministry. Let us wait on the ministering. Ministry here is talking about ministering to the personal needs of the believer. It's being a need filler. How can I meet the need of somebody else? It's ministering. It's... uh, Simply put, it's, it's meeting the needs of people. We see that's a gift or a ministry. Let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teaches, that's the next one. You see it? On teaching. Teaching is communicating truth that you have learned. Now listen very carefully to this. We know that definition, communicating truth that you have learned. And immediately your mind probably went, oh, teaching in the church, a Sunday school teacher. You're exactly right. A Sunday school teacher cannot get up and teach anything they have not learned themselves. That's why if you teach Sunday school in our ministry, or one day you you teach Sunday school in our ministry, uh, you you have got to learn those truths yourself. That's why you are really an extension of the pastor. Uh, You have to learn them to teach them. You say, oh, I'm off the hook there. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. But you know a parent? should be teaching spiritual truths that they have learned and then communicating them to their child a christian with a new convert should be teaching truth what's the definition communicating truth that you have learned we ought to be commuting communicating truth to somebody else or let's let's take it even a little bit beyond that that's why in the church It speaks of in the pastoral epistles to how you have the aged and you have the young. Teaching, that's the way God designed it. Or what would be wrong with a Christian just learning some truths that they just want to share with two or three other people and teaching them, instructing them? That is a gift that God gives to members of the church. Then let's look verse number 8 or he that exhorteth on exhortation. What is exhortation? It is encouragement or friendship. Encouragement or friendship. Some, he has given the gift, and I said at the beginning, uh, some, he's given one gift, some, he's given many gifts. I believe there are some gifts that everybody, there's commands that we all have to obey. Exhortation is encouragement or friendship. Now, we're going to see through this list there's no gift of there of discouragement. Some of you think you have that gift because that's the gift you bring to church with you. It's not the gift of discouragement. It's the gift of encouragement and friendship. There are some people you're just around and they encourage you. Friendship. Let me use this illustration. If a child is learning to skate or ride a bike for the first time, you know how wobbly they get. And especially if it's a Boy, it's a young man. I can do it. I can do it. And so as that parent, you're watching over them. You're letting them get started. You're not holding on to them, but you're close enough. So if they start to fall, you're there to grab them. It's a gift of exhortation. It's the gift of encouragement. Hey, I missed you Sunday. Well, that's the pastor's job. Oh, I'm the only one that's supposed to have the gift of exhortation. Pastor will find them a seat. Well, I'm not even going to go there. (laughs) It's friendship. It's encouragement. Let's keep reading. Verse number 8. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. The gift of giving is gen- being generous or unselfish. It's living life looking for what you can give, not for what you can get. Now, we've all had valleys. We've all had trials where we just get into the house of God because I've got to have God. Char- i got to get charged up because of what I'm dealing with. But that should not be every week for the last 15 years when you came to church. Somebody better give me something. You ought to come to the house of God hoping to give something to somebody else. Not just your cold or the flu either. Give give, give something good to somebody else. It's being generous. It's being unselfish. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to look down. That's why somebody is wandering around looking for a seat. Would you give them yours? I know I I just crossed beyond Some would, some wouldn't. It's being being generous. Generous. I'll move off of that very quickly. We see in verse number 8, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth. I know some of you are thinking, oh, now we're getting to where I'm at. He that ruleth with diligence. This is leadership. I do believe the connotation does give to a leadership position in the church, or let me use the word, administration. There are some that have that ability, and in the church they ought to use it to help things move forward in the church. That is part of them that ruleth. Um, The pastor's the overseer. Uh, Apostle Peter talks about that. Uh, But as the church grows, as many ministries... The church, the pastor has given different people to have different roles, and one of those are those who ruleth, if you will. Now, cal- calm down before you get worked up. They don't rule like a king rules, but it's that leadership, that administration. But I think we can take it a step further. I believe that ruleth also talks about leadership by example. There are some in the church that they've never held a position or never held a title, but they are a leader and a vital one because of their example. That is leadership. Say so what what does this church need? It needs leadership. That church needs leadership. Usually when people throw that out, it's not the Bible definition of leadership. It's it's that church needs somebody to control them. That's what that church needs. The Bible says there's some that have the gift of ruling, but it's leadership. There are administration, there are those that will have a title. That doesn't mean they're not a good example. I do not intend to give anybody a title, it's not a good example. But you know, you don't have to have a title to be a good example. Well, if pastor ever gives me a position, I'm really going to apply myself. Pastor will never give you position because you've never applied yourself. If pastor would use me, then I would apply. No, no, that's not the way it works. Uh, we need to quit looking for a title or a position or a recognition. It all makes us feel good. But what we ought to do is say, I'm going to lead by example. And that's what we ought to do. Number seven. Look at the universe, number eight. Let me, let me back up the hymn that ruleth and with diligence. Uh, that with diligence is speaking of earnestness, seriousness. They're consumed with it. If you do have leadership in the church, whether it be because you fill a certain position, deacon, staff member, Sunday school teacher, and we can go down the list choir member. So, choir member, yeah, people look at you every single Sunday choir member, nursery worker. Uh, if you have some kind of a position, or if you just or have that position of leadership, that's something you need to take very, very seriously. It ought to be consuming with you. You know, that, that ought to keep, can I just park here for a second? That'll keep. If you let that the, the the weight of that and the responsibility of that sink in, that'll keep you right with God. Because there's people looking to you. There's people following you. There's people looking to your example. Well, nobody, nobody ever reckon Don't live to be recognized. Live to exercise your gift. One that ruleth by example. Okay, now we'll go to mercy. Last one. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. This is very simple. Those that perform acts of mercy. There are those in this world that they just cannot help themselves. Uh, If somebody does not help them, they cannot help themselves. There are many who, because of sin, they find themselves uh, without a home. They find themselves destitute an act of mercy would be, um, so you know what? That's a segment of society that I'm going to try and help. I'm going to try and win to Christ. I'm going to, uh, there are those. One of the things on our list that I'm praying for is, is that special needs ministry. That is, that is showing mercy because not everybody has that gift. Not everybody has that ability. Um, but that's performing those acts of mercy. And, uh, God throws in there with cheerfulness and be happy. Oh, I've, got, I've got the gift of mercy. <laughs> I was reading an illustration of a, of a young single man who had volunteered to go down to the mission. And the mission director said, go out there and just invite all these homeless men, all these invite them men. And so he's out there, come in for the meeting, come in for the meeting. Come in for the meeting. And one of these homeless men walked up to him and said, come into the meeting. And he looked at him, shook his head, and he said, son, I've got enough problems. I don't need to go into that meeting. But the point was, this guy had no joy about what he was trying to do. The homeless people were saying, I'm not going in there because whatever's going in there isn't going to help me. It's with cheerfulness. Now, we have the gifts that were mentioned here. Now, I read this more than one time, and tongues was never in there. Uh, never in there. I just, I just popped in my head. But here's the gifts. Now, here's, here, all of that is foundational to point number three. Let's look at verse number six. We're taking this phrase by phrase. Having then gifts... Differing. We've seen that so far, right? Notice this next phrase. According to the grace that is given to us. By God's grace, He has given us the ability to serve Him. We are sinners. We are wretched. We are unworthy. By His grace, He saved us. But by His grace, He allows us the ability to serve Him. He gives us, according to the grace that is given to us, these different gifts. Don't miss this. So that we can use it to minister to others. And in turn, God looks at that as ministering to Him. The gift that He gives you inside, in that body with many members... He gives you so you could use it to be a help and a blessing to somebody else. And God looks at that as service unto him. Did, did you catch Did you catch that? Well if we would grasp this, we'd come to church a whole lot different. Oh I, oh, oh, I get that. well, I just can't serve God really really. God has given us gifts. So he's given you a gift to use in the house of God because he wants you to have an opportunity to be a blessing and a help to somebody else. And that's as if you are serving, that is a service to him. It's as, well, if we would look at that as like, oh, it's brother so-and-so. This is my responsibility. and I don't want Pastor take it away from me. Uh, you know, if we look at that, I get to serve Christ by using my gift to help that person. I get to serve Christ by using my gift to whatever that response. Well, I can't serve God. Yes, you can because by God's grace. See, when you say you can't serve God as well, I just don't think has anything for me to do. You know what you're saying? You, you need to get back to verse number one and two and three and to, and to surrender yourself, be transformed, and not think too highly of yourself. Whenever I hear that, well, there's nothing here for me to do. You know what I think to myself? Man, somebody thinks they're better than everybody in this church. They have just grown to a spiritual point where their gifts are above The Emmanuel Baptist Church. They've got to go somewhere else where they can serve. No, you need to get a hold of your gift and realize it's the grace of God. Not just that you're saved, you have an opportunity to serve Him. Who are you going to serve in the church today? Most of us, we have no no consideration of the scriptural responsibilities of a church member. Um, Let me expound. Well, I don't have anything to offer. That's not what the Bible's teaching. Right. Or this is what we like to use. I don't have that gift. And usually we're talking about preaching, singing. We're confusing talent and gift. Uh, there are commands that we have as, as Christians. Everybody with me on that? There are commands that we have as a church, they apply to everybody. Uh, you may have a talent that might make you, it easier for you to follow a command, but, but that doesn't relieve anybody of any obligation. Well, how can I, how, how can, how can I serve you? God's given us gifts. Now, let me tie this together. I'm going to use an illustration in just a moment to tie this together. According to the grace that is given to us. Do you see it there in verse number 6? Then we have the gifts. This is how. This is what God has given us as members of the body, to serve in the body. Everybody with me? Go back to verse number 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Watch this. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, God gives every one of us a measure of faith. We receive this at salvation. That's why you won't find in this list of gifts the gift of the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Spirit the moment you trusted Christ as your Savior. Whether or not you're filled with Him is whether or not you're going to let Him have all of you. But you got all the Holy Spirit you're going to get. That's not a gift as it's related to our text tonight. That's what we get from salvation. With that, we get a measure of faith. A, a new believer automatically believes things about God they didn't believe before they were saved. Because God says, I'm going to give you a measure of faith. There's a whole other study and a whole other sermon on, on how to grow that faith. But every, I just don't have the faith. Every Christian's got a measure of faith. You have some faith. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Verse six, according to the grace that is given to us. According to the grace that is given to us, we have that measure of faith that God's given to us. Now by His grace we have a gift. We now have an opportunity to serve. By faith, verse number three, we use our gift. Verse number 6, to serve the body, verses number 4 and 5. Are you with me? We have a measure of faith. So by faith, we use the gift that was we're, that, that we're, spoken of in verse number 6. How many of you are saved tonight? Let me see your hand. Okay. Then you have a measure of faith. God also, how many of you are a member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church tonight? Okay. Okay. Then God, you're, you're part of the members of one body. There's gifts that He's given the church. You to use your measure of faith, to use the gift by His grace so that you can serve the body as a member. Let me illustrate this. One, two, three, four, five. Come up, come down here. I don't need you. Y'all are just falling asleep. So, uh, two of you here, one of you there, two of you over here. You there? Okay. All right. Every one of these young men represent a Christian. Use your imagination tonight. They're saved born again, on their way to heaven. They not only represent themselves, they represent you in this illustration. Saved, born again. The moment Christ is trusted, faith in our, we have a personal Savior. I need, I'm putting everything on Christ for my salvation. The moment that the heart believes That eternity is changed. The Spirit is quickened. The construction crew gets started in heaven. The Holy Spirit comes to indwell, and God gives with all of that a measure of faith. You with me? So every Christian has a measure of faith. That's why you win somebody to Christ... Even if you don't ever, ever see them, they have a measure of faith. That's why we have to make an effort. You win someone to Christ, get them in church. Because they have a measure of faith. They have the potential. God wants them part of the body so that they can use a gift. Well, they don't have anything to offer. You didn't either. But God gave you a measure of faith. You got in the house of God, and according to His grace, you discovered you had a gift. And you can use that gift to be a help and a blessing, okay? These all have a measure of faith. You got it? Now, according to verse number 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Now, when you joined the Emmanuel Baptist Church, uh, you did not say, no, Pastor, since I'm joining... I would like to have the gift of teaching. Well, you need to go see so-and-so, and they'll get you in the filing cabinet back there, and they'll, they'll give you the gift of teaching, and, and you can apply that. No, 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 no. God handed out the gifts according to His grace. God, before this earth was ever, ever formed... He knew uh, the day you would trust Christ, he knew there would be the Emmanuel Baptist Church. He established the Emmanuel Baptist Church. He knew he knew you'd be part of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. and he said in, 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 in your life, according to, to my grace, I'm going to give you a gift to use in the church. Everybody following me? So God, according to his grace, he doesn't you don't pick them. So uh, he just, He gives, according to the grace, different gifts. You're gifted. You have two. He gives different. That's for you. Okay. Everybody with me? Now, what are our gifts? We have prophesy. That's my gift. What are you doing with it? No. Now, the the pastor ought to have that that gift. Now, it hasn't stopped some from pastoring, but he he ought to have that gift. But that doesn't mean there's some that can't look through that lens of Scripture and and say, okay, I see what's going to happen. There's some that just don't have that. Then you have ministry. What, what, is, what did we say ministry was? It was just ministering to the needs. It's a good gift, isn't it? Teaching. You didn't know you were going to be a teacher, did you? I better trade that with. Teaching somebody the truths that you have learned. Now, when they trusted Christ, they all got, all of us got the measure of faith. Are you with me? Everybody got the measure of faith. Then, according to His grace, He says, I'm going to give this one this gift. I'm going to give this one this gift. I'm going to give this one this gift. Now, you notice there's a couple of gifts up there that really everybody has, like exhortation. Everybody could be a friend at church. Well, I just don't have any friends. I hate to pull the Bible out in Wednesday night Bible study. You know what I'm going to say. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Get the church before it starts. Don't slip out in the closing prayer. Speak to somebody when you're there, and you'll make a friend. Uh, anybody can be a friend. Um, anybody can teach truth, but you got to learn it. Um, ruleth, you may have that gift, you may not have that gift. Mercy, giving. God, according to how He distributes them. Some would have one or two, but there's some you 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 could have several of these. This is this is the this is the whole truth. I want I want I want to nail down. There's some in the church, and I would even say in the church like this church, as great as this church is. You say, well, there's just nothing I can do to serve. You're holding a gift that God gave you. I could never teach anybody anything. You could if you took that measure of faith God gave you and you operated by that measure of faith to develop that gift so that you can use it. The problem is, it all comes back to faith, doesn't it? Whatever is not of faith, it is sin. He takes faith to please God. So wouldn't it make sense that God would put a group of saved people in in a church together and he would not make it the the opportunity for you to please him based on your talent, but he would still make it on your faith. The gifts that he would give you has nothing to do with your, your talent, your ability. He has everything for you to develop by your faith. Well, I, can't, I, just, I just can't, I just don't have any, I just couldn't be an example of so-and-so as an example. You could if you took your faith, that measure of faith that God gave you, if you step, use that faith to develop the gift that God has given you. There's a lot of Christians, and I would dare say many in the room tonight, you're holding on to a gift that you're not using. And the reason you're not using is not anybody's fault but your own because you won't connect it to the measure of faith God has given you. Well, what if I try to encourage somebody and they and and, and they don't want to, they don't want to have anything to do with me? They figure out, oh, stop that. Just 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 decide I'm going to be an encouragement. I'm going to, I'm gonna be a blessing. I'm gonna be a help. I could never teach. I could use examples in here tonight of some that I approached and I said, I want you to be a Sunday school teacher. What was the response? First, they looked behind them to make sure I was talking to them. I don't know that I can do that. I can't do that. Pastor, you you finally lost it, haven't you? But they teach Sunday school now. What happened? Did they pass a 17-week course on how to teach Sunday school? No. By faith, they took the measure of faith they had, and they stepped out and said, by your grace, if you allow me to be, use, use this gift of teaching, I'll develop this gift of being a teacher. There's too many that sit back and say, I don't have this talent, I don't have that calling, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this. And you're sitting there, and you've got the gifts that God has given by His grace for you to be a help and a blessing to His church, to people in His church. And you sit around, there's nothing I can do. That's why why the average church, 20% of the people carry 80% of the burden. And that's not just a giving thing. It's a participation thing. It's a blessing thing. Why is it? Does it mean God only gives gifts to twenty percent of the people? That that comes back to verse number three. That's what I'm being very pointed. But this will help you tonight. That's what some of you are saying. You're saying, God, you love them more than you love me. You think they're more important in this church than you think of me because you didn't give me that talent. You didn't give me that calling. You didn't give me that position. And He must, in up in heaven, be he looking down, saying, "But I gave you gifts. You're not even using because you won't take the measure of faith that I have given." In you and develop that and step out by faith and use the gift some of you it changed the way you uh, uh, got uh, you changed the way you you had church every single service if you came saying by faith I'm stepping out and I'm going to use this gift of exhortation I'm just going to be a friend I'm just going to be a help some of you you could make a difference the pastor could not make if you would say I think God has given me this gift of rule if I may not ever have a position but I can be an example I can show people what it is to keep moving forward. I can show what it is to go through a valley. I can show what it is to to, 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 to be a man, a lady that loves the Lord in this world. And you can use that gift, but you've got to step out by faith to do it. You can't just sit back and say, well, I really don't have anything to offer. God never intended for Christians to be part of the church and just take and take and take and take and take and take and take you would get voted out of that community organization if your participation was the same there as it was here. You would. Let's say, we really don't need you here. Because all you do is take. Oh, but this church, it's okay to do that. Who said? God didn't. The church is there for you when you need the church. It's designed that way. But when the people you depend on to exhort you, give to you, show mercy to you, when their trial comes, who's going to exhort them? Who's going to help them? I'm so glad so-and-so is in the church. They taught my kid in Sunday school. They taught my kid in Sunday school. They did. But you know what? Well, who's going to teach their kids? That's right. Come on. Who's going to teach their grandkids? Well, Pastor, you haven't asked me to, to teach a class. You don't have to have a Sunday school class to be a teacher. Amen. Amen. Pastor hasn't given me? Oh, thank God. Pastor hasn't given me and asked me for, to take any kind of a position and given me any kind of a title. Thank God I don't have any responsibility in that area. Some of you are holding the gift of ruling because you could lead by example and you're not. Yeah. I just don't know what God has for me. And I just we've just been members here for that. I just don't think. No. What gifts are you carrying around, but you're not using because you won't use the measure of faith God has given you to develop it. See, Pastor, what is my gift? Holy Spirit could probably tell you that. Now, some I could help you with. No, that's definitely not. <laughs> That's why sometimes I'll come to you and say, I don't want you help in this area. Because I can see you carrying it around, but when are you going to develop it? Well, if pastor asks me, please, please, please have more, think more of God's church than that. Yeah, that's good. It's not the pastor's church, right. it's our Savior's church. Yeah we got to approach this thing, oh, by the grace of God, I'm saved. He gave me a measure of faith. I'm surrendered. I've given. I, I, want, I want to be more like him. I, I'm a member of this great body. But God, according to his grace, has given me something that I can do. I get to come today and give it. I get to participate. Well, we, 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 fall, we all fall into this. This person sings this special. These people are in the choir. These people do this and this and this. That's the system in the church. Not according to Scripture. Not according to Scripture. God has given every member a gift. And if you're not using it, you hearing me? If you're not using it, it's a faith problem on your part. That's right. Amen. Because Scripture says... He's given us all a measure of faith. Then he's given gifts. You know what? I try and shake. I'm almost done. I'm on Rhode Island time, which that's Eastern time too. So uh, some of you are like, oh, man, we're going to be here forever. Um, uh, Look at a map once in a while, people. Look at a map. I try and greet everyone. I can't. There are people at our church, they go around and they talk to everybody and greet everybody. But I wonder if we'll ever be made aware of somebody that slipped in and they sat in your section. They sat on your pew. Instead of the raised eyebrow, who do they think? Don't they know? It's their first time. They don't know that's your spot. You, you, you've got a gift that you could develop by faith to be an encouragement, but yet you didn't. It's the pastor's job to speak to everybody. We got, it's that person, it's a staff member's job. No, 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 no. God's given everybody a gift. Well, it's just not my personality. Some of you, you, you know this about me. I'm I'm, I'm not an extrovert. Put me in, 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 in a closed room with a stack of books. Put food under the door every once in a while. That's me. But by faith, I've got to use the gifts that God has given me. You know what God doesn't allow you to do? He doesn't allow you to come over here and say, Hey, I'll trade you teaching for ruleth. That's not the way it works. If you have a gift that God has given you, there's a role in this church that you have to play. And only you can play it because it's the gift God gave you. Quit complaining about the gift God gave you. He gave you the... I don't have the ability. You don't need the ability. He gave you a measure of faith. And if you'll just use that faith to develop that gift by His grace, you can use that gift to help the body of Christ. Differing gifts, let's use them. I want you to, want you to think. We dismiss here tonight. I want you to think. I want you to ask the Lord. Here's this list. Pastor. pastor defined them. What gift has he given me? you look, this is what we'd like to have in a pastor. Maybe one day you'll have it, but this this is what we, here's all the things. Here's all the things. Here's all the things. And there are scriptural qualifications of being a pastor. But there are some scripture, and we use it tonight, some responsibilities of church members. Why don't you, Christian, you, church member, ask the Lord what it is that you are supposed to do? Well, I, I was in the hospital. Nobody called me. I, I didn't tell anybody, but nobody called me. Well, sometimes we drop the ball when I wish we wouldn't. But before you point fingers, when are you going to start using your gift instead of sitting around and pointing out how? Use your gift. You have a measure of faith. That's why somebody new comes to the church. Well, I, don't, I just don't. they just not. I just don't see how they could. Well, they're about like you were when you first came. They've got to have that. They have that measure of faith. Okay, I'm in a place now where I can use it. I just don't know if. I just don't know if I can do it. Use the faith God has given you to use the gift that he's given you. Could you imagine what would happen? I say it often. I don't say it often, but I should say it more. If every member of our church tithed like they should, if every member gave to missions. But let me take it a step further. Get off of money. Because some of you, you've got that down. So let me say it like this. Could you imagine what would happen Every member of a manual Baptist church used every gift that God has given them. There'd never be a discouraged church member. Why? Because it wouldn't just be the pastor looking for signs. You'd be looking for them. I'm going to write them a note. I'm I'm going to make sure that they're... Pastor, somebody needs to pray for them. Okay. Right after you. Somebody needs to go see them. Okay. You tell me when you're going, and I'll work around your schedule. Does this make sense? This is the gifts that God has given us. Thank you, guys. You can put the papers here. Father, I pray that you'll take the Scripture. I pray that you'll take the lessons.